Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of here he comes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys that carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat. Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to eat? But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is, it is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment Making for everybody. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. Hey, hey, what is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. My name is Jay Heath Graham. You want me to say it again? Alongside my main man, Cody the producer, man. <laughs> Cody the producer, man. <laughs> I, I do want you to write that jingle for Cody the producer. You man. do? You, oh, yeah, write a little jingle. We'll play it. I can write a jingle. <laughs> I'd like to hear how that goes. I, uh, I did a little jingle the other day. On what? On the last paid hunter.com. Oh, yeah. We never played it. <laughs> Josh, I sent that. I sent that video. Some of y'all don't know what we're talking about, but I sent a video as a joke. <laughs> we do a lot of joke stuff. I've realized. With We'd like to have fun. Fake package designs, fake shows, fake films. I'll never forget when we asked Aaron about that. He said, "Do other people that you work with do this fake stuff?" And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> I said, that ain't, "That's probably not real professional, is it?" And he's like, "Probably not." <laughs> we don't do that with everybody. No, we don't. <laughs> Only the people we're really. If you've close been to. like, you got a. It's like a certain level you. Get get to where if you've been with somebody for x amount of years maybe five let's say yeah then it it opens up the door to be like yeah. that kind of stuff sometimes that comes quicker depending on how you well, i got know, a couple how... new clients coming on we should try it week one and just <laughs> just see what happens <laughs> yeah we probably would not have them very long they'd be like what have i gotten myself into can yeah. i get out of that contract yeah it was we don't want that so i i made this video of or four what what got it was we do production for the given right and <laughs> kenneth lancaster's one of the hosts on there and matt had filmed kenneth in the blind he was stretching his shoulders like so he was kind of rolling them it looked like he was dancing but he filmed it in 120 frames a second That's so slow so, so the slow-mo and when i seen that clip of him because kenneth number one is not a dancer by any means <laughs> He and might differ with Kenneth, you you're on probably that. listening to this, but you're not a dancer, Kenneth. But he started rolling those shoulders, and when I seen that in slow-mo <laughs> of him I, doing that in that blind, it just it sparked this idea for a... I wish I was here when you saw it for the first time, because I bet you were rolling. So the reason, but so I come up with this idea, because everywhere we go, we have we have people that think all we do is hunt for a living which is the farthest thing from the truth. But Kenneth, he actually does hunt for a living. Like, he's been hunting his whole life. That's, he gets paid to literally go hunt. 
And so there's not hardly any of those guys left on the planet. And so that's where the idea for lastpaidhunter.com come from. And so I wrote that little jingle in my, what, what kind of voice would you have called that, Cody? Um, Is my phone hooked up? I'll play it. It, it is hooked is up. Is it? Let me see if I, I can find a video. Because everybody's wondering what in the world. This is going to be good entertainment for all you listeners. Which, by the way, Aaron Keller's back with us. He just joined us from the coffee lounge in the kitchen. Brought us some new coffee. What's your voice coffee Your lounge. voice is the, the chef off of South Park. Well, I went. Like when he does that salty balls deal. Salty balls. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I was going to say it sounded, it was uh, kind of a seductive. Yeah, like, it was kind of We're my, trying to bring you in somewhere yeah. you don't want to go. Well, I called it, I don't know. I called it the black my black mamba voice. <laughs> I don't know if that's your black mamba voice. Yeah, I mean that's I what I was probably making the right video a non-racist. Right, while you're because I'm the farthest thing from racist. So if you're hearing me say black mamba's a snake, though, I know, but I know it's how a very people dangerous snake. Yeah, I know how I know how people can take stuff and be like, oh, he made a racist comment. No, 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 no. Me, matter of fact, me well, and my. Why don't you describe what a black mamba voice is? <laughs> so, okay, let's just okay. So I'm gonna play this. Clip this is a video so you've got a picture of kenneth lancaster just close your eyes he's in a blind stretching his shoulders out and rolling them and then i came up with this we're talking about jingles aaron since you just walked into the conversation he was saying i need to write a jingle for cody the producer man and that's what got us on this subject so i'm gonna play this for our listeners now don't be asking for autographs after you hear this but it's pretty legit here we go let me start it over ready if you want to learn to roll like a smooth shaker, stretch out, loosen up, have confidence like a heartbreaker, have that ability to stir it up, shake it up like an instigator, hunt that white tail deer like an old school regulator. You should contact Kennelee, you see. He's hot when he's cold, even though he's growing old. He is the great white redneck last paid hunter from the southern white trash ghetto. Louisiana, Mississippi, it it's all really. the same. You'll listen to his words if you want his fame. Watch his moves and study his ways. Old Kennelee has wrote the manuscript for hunting and getting paid. <laughs> so we were thinking about having a class. <laughs> so what do you think, Aaron Keller? Is that is that a jingle or is that more of a poem? <laughs> or is there, or uh, that's, is that, that's actually that's, that's its own category of yeah, music. Yeah, that's not a jingle. That's <laughs> <laughs> what would you call that? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> hey, this part right here. That's a poem. Oh, you'll play some. Well, I just got a, this part right here. You want to learn to roll like a smooth shaker. <laughs> when I sent that to Josh, so Josh is headed home from vacation on the interstate, and he called me immediately. And he said, like, dude, I about ran off the road when I heard that voice. <laughs> oh, man, we have a good time. That's oh, hilarious. Gosh. Speaking of having a good time, we were talking about some conversations for today, and I think that I was trying to think of, we were trying to think of just, I mean, really anything we could talk about, but. We come up with the idea of, of how we disconnect from from work or in our in our life it's it's living your passion. So it's to me it's very hard sometimes to disconnect from something you love so much. Now, there's other people on the flip side I think that are it's hard for them to connect to work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know a few people like that, Aaron? Yeah. But it can be challenging and and 
and I feel like I fall into this category more and more every day because it's hard to ever disconnect. Even when you lay down at night, you're thinking about yeah because we love what we do so much and there's so many opportunities and you're up till three in the morning can't go to sleep because you're excited and just thinking about i know you have that problem you said you did last night didn't you didn't you say you had a hard time going to sleep just Uh, thinking you said that two or three nights ago you mm -hmm. was up couldn't go to sleep well and i think and maybe to clarify why you know why would you ever want to disconnect from your passion it's not necessary for us but we got to disconnect for our families yeah you know oh yeah oh yeah um I mean, it's like you and I last night. We were driving around the old SG forty three. So the forty three. It went from about the forty to the forty three. I've just we've discussed this on the podcast yeah. before. And Aaron yeah. gets out there yesterday, and he's like, "Dude, you got more sweet gums than any place I've ever seen." So now it's the sweet gum forty three. Sweet, I ain't never seen nothing <laughs> like it. But I did use my my last paid hunter <laughs> skills this he morning did. to find my <laughs> find my. Uh, sunglasses most expensive pair of sunglasses i've ever had in my life yeah aaron lost his sunglasses after looking at sweet gums and didn't know he lost no them. no i got excited because there are some um persimmon trees mm. heath might be able to edit take photos but he don't know a freaking thing about trees <laughs> that one's got them. green leaves on I it cut them, i cut them and chop them split them and burn them if they don't burn i'm like that wasn't a good tree yeah they all burn get that thing hot enough oh yeah so we're talking about disconnecting it is hard to disconnect from something you love yeah but, but you have to for your families well you said it last night I, uh, we better get home i need to hang out with the wife and kids for a little bit you know I yeah mean, how many nights have i stayed the night at your house and we both i mean i walked upstairs at eight thirty. not very many uh-uh no, that was kind of two nights in a row. Well, because yeah. we're usually up till 12 or 1 discussing things. We're normally not eating till 8.30 with Heath Graham. That's all right. Equation, but <laughs> he is a lady. I've almost got him trained for when I'm in town. you got to start talking about dinner at 3 o'clock. He does. He'll be like, <laughs> he what's does. for dinner anyway? He does. He starts talking about it. So, so how do you disconnect, though? I mean, I know a few things. I don't know if that falls into the – I guess for us it probably falls into the – to some level, the the unprofessional hobby category well, of living your passion mm-hmm. is one way to disconnect. Is what are your hobbies? Then I also think today's society it's harder to disconnect. And I even get on to my wife for this, but um, I'm not a big phone advocate anyhow. Like you see a lot of people because you know I know Josh is one of those guys that he did, he just recently put his emails on his phone because he didn't want to be attached to his phone all the time. And like I said you just got to. You know, I all the time look at my phone for emails just to make sure there's nothing critical just because what I do. You know, if, yeah. if a big customer has having a major issue, you just got to stop what you do. Um, but like on weekends, I'll have people text and call me and do whatever because there's nothing I can fix on a weekend anyhow. And so um, I literally don't carry my phone with me on weekends most of the time. Normally it's in my bedroom um, because if it's that bad, I can't do nothing about it, nor can anybody else. Yeah. Um, Before Monday, anyway. Yeah, so I think a lot of people's problems, you know, um, a rule that I try to have for myself at at the house is, you know, when we sit down, because we eat dinner every night. When I'm home, my family eats dinner at the table every night. That's a rule at our house. There ain't no eating in the living room around the television. Now, the TV might be playing, and you can see it, but we're, at, but we're all sitting at the table, or yeah. the bar. We don't sit at the table. we got a big bar. Yeah. But 
I don't sit there and play on my phone or look at emails on my phone. I mean, I'm not going to say I don't from time to time. Some days are critical works happen and I have to, but. Aaron also eats in about three seconds. He does eat really, <laughs> really fast. I'm not I can't say. help it. He ta- starts talking about it at 3.30, and then when he gets to it. <laughs> it's gone. He's like a dang vacuum boy. He's like. <laughs> I think what you're saying is real true. You have to be intentional about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, for me, I I tell my wife all the time, she's like, you work a lot. And I'm like, I'm, I'm having fun. Like, I'm mm-hmm. learning something. It's self-imposed. Like, I probably could have been done with that an hour ago, but I wanted to Dive make deeper. it a little better, get deeper, or, mm-hmm. you know. And so, I, like, when we go places, I have to try to be real intentional about not doing it like when we went on vacation a couple uh, about a month ago i left my computer i took it in case yeah, you there took was, it and i was like oh because you were talking about editing something while you're well, and i was I, like oh look yeah i took it for two purposes if i had time i was going to edit on something not not to you know mess people up but just if we were sitting around doing nothing, doing nothing. Yeah. then i could do something and also if there was a critical something on a website or something that just had to be fixed right then Real i could quick. could do it yeah but i left it in the bag in my computer bag because we didn't have time yeah. and so I, I just have to be intentional about that kind of stuff yeah it's tough um what are some things y'all i know what aaron does he's got one he's got one sure enough hobby he, he gets paid for if he wins tournaments every now and then but you love fishing. Oh, yeah. Fishing's my release. That's one of your release mm-hmm. from work. Yeah. And you, even my wife knows better than to call me while I'm fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't even. you ain't answering? No, I got a little, one of them um, ram mounts gambrel that holds my phone only because I can charge it. And I use my phone for some of the stuff like if I'm looking at a map or something or, right. or looking for points and, you know, you can zoom in, but. Uh, it's on silent. No, it is. I mean, he's he's being honest because I sent him the last paid hunter video the other day. He didn't even respond. He was out there fishing and forgot to even look at it. Yeah. I text him next day. I'm like, must not like my video. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, was that the one you sent me? I, I said, fishing. I was fishing, dude. I wasn't looking at that crap. <laughs> <laughs> I had a five pounder in the live well and we was looking for a limit. Yeah, but once you watched it, you was wishing you would. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, it probably would. I probably would have lost focus while I was fishing and and. Uh, Matt called me because Matt filmed that. Of course, if you're listening, you didn't get to see the video, but Matt filmed what that was wrote around. He called me in tears. <laughs> He's like, "What are you doing?" It's <laughs> like I was just having fun. Oh man! But no, you know uh, the thing about because a lot of my job today is even phone conversations. I know your wife probably gets tired of me and you talking. We talk. We'll talk late at night. Oh yeah. About ideas or brainstorming. Um, but that's just how our mind works. And, but I also know, you know, there's times like, I mean, my wife will walk out on the back porch or be on the phone with Heath. And of course she's like, you're talking to your boyfriend. That's what she says all the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'll get off the phone, but you know, you know, my, my wife and my kids time, we, we, uh, the thing I do with them that really disconnects, you know, cause fishing's my hobby. None of them really go with me, but we binge watch, we try to find we'll spend an hour flicking through fate or netflix or whatever trying to find a series that we can all watch as a family yeah you know and um that's kind of what we do me and my wife like we watch yellowstone together she don't watch it until i get home and i don't watch it while i'm on <laughs> we the do road. that too that's one thing we yeah. do at night we'll watch stuff but you know we don't uh, you know it's like we as a family we don't go out and eat a lot you know we cook in we that's what i said we cook as a family we stay home it's a lot cheaper to do that too but you know we like I said, we binge watch TV. Um, but I also am a workaholic because even though 
um, I have a job, but when I get home too, I tend to go jump on a mower, or grab a weed eater, or get on my skid steer, and, and I have to learn to. My wife will be like, "Do you really have to go outside today?" <laughs> so it's hard for me, you know, to stop. So you know, in the mornings we drink coffee together on Saturday and Sunday mornings, and you know, and then tonight we do stuff. At night we try to do stuff together, but it's, it's really hard. Yeah. Because working is my, I know everybody thinks that's crazy, but working is actually a passion of mine. I love to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I can't be a sloth. I ain't figured it out. My son can sleep at two o'clock. I, ain't, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I can't either. I, I, uh, I just enjoy. There's, there's a lot of satisfaction in accomplishing getting something. Something. Done. I mean, I try to personally. I try to go. This is not. This has to do with work, but I try to accomplish one something every day. Yeah. No matter what the day throws at me i gotta feel like i accomplished something mm-hmm. and sometimes it's hard if you get phone calls going in you know here lately it's been six hours a day you're like that all the time but it's it's hard to accomplish something every day sometimes but i try to there's a lot of satisfaction in it so i'm I'm with you the lazy parts i don't know how people do it no but there's plenty that do I got one lives in my house. <laughs> but I, I do the same thing. You know, I was always taught, get up in the morning, make your bed. You just accomplish something. That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. And while my coffee is being made every morning, I, I will straighten the kitchen up. And I got a dust mop because I got hardwood floors. And I will mop, I will dust mop my entire house on the phone, wait for my coffee to cool down. And I'm like, that's how simple it is, you know. And but you know, it's people are freaking lazy. But again, I love to work. So. so, so the next podcast is going to be how to connect to your passion when you don't want to do anything. <laughs> we gonna do the reverse of this one. I don't know who we gonna have on for that. <laughs> I don't know. Won't be me. Because that's the that is the challenge. You know, this whole thing's built around living your passion and and loving life and and doing what we do. But it is disconnecting from something you love it's hard yeah. to do yeah what's what's the way you do it cody um i don't know you connect to another passion <laughs> yeah that like it's i think sometimes for me it's like and i tell people this that you know if i'm building something last night i was building some shelves in fact i butt dialed josh kinzer oh yeah and he said he texted me about 20 minutes after I, or 10 or 20 minutes after i did he said are you working with a skill saw <laughs> <laughs> he said me and my wife sit here and listen to you for a long time we've about to say so for me i it's kind of it's still work but when you're doing something creating something accomplishing something i don't know I mean, for me, I just have to be intentional to do stuff with my yeah. family. I think. But do, yeah. Do you, does your wife ever be like Cody? Don't because you just stay around the house today or no, no, um, no, not on stuff like that because it it benefits her. Like I got you. Three of the shelves she really likes to give handmade gifts. Like it. That's I think that's a passion and a gift of her. She does an incredible job at putting together handmade gifts, whether it's something I built or something that she created. And so when I'm doing stuff like that, you know, like she loves that, loves to see it happen and um, and all that stuff. So I don't know. It's it. I think it's really hard to disconnect from passions when you can find passions in everything. For for me anyway, it is. Um, I mean, because that's me. I, like I said, I come home and I want to do, you know, I got a pond. I'll go down and fish for a little bit in my pond. And, yeah. Um, and I know it's crazy, but I want my yard to look like a golf course. <laughs> me too. I got to cut some sweet gum trees down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what kind of trees they are either, but I need to cut them down so that I can um, 
get some grass. Yeah. But you like bush hogging better or doing lawn work better? <sighs> I think they would probably both have their depends. Their place. <laughs> Here's my only thing I hate about bush hogging. Because I don't have a cab on my tractor. And uh, I am allergic to bees and crap. <laughs> and if you ever get stung, it's on that. Yeah. I mean, I got hammered by a yellow jacket a few years ago, and I don't give a crap. You can't get off the tractor fast enough to get away from them. Yeah. They get you. I've been stung. I get up in your shirt. Mm. I like both. I like I like the, the raw, nasty, dirty dirtiness of bush hogging and just ripping through trees that I probably shouldn't be cutting with my bush hog. <laughs> that's yeah. why your bush hog looks like crap. Hey, that sucker's a workhorse. Hey, when it, whenever I, the first time I went out to the uh, 43 <laughs> SG or whatever you call it SG now. 43. SG43. SG43. He said, let me bush hog real quick and uh, that thing said, goo 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 so goo Until it gets up to the right speed, it sounds like it's going to hurt somebody. Well, the, the bottom end of it was bent pretty bad. On yeah. Oh my gosh. And so I said, I said, if that thing just keeps on going, it'll wear itself down where to quit. That's what he said. And it did. You heard yeah. it crank up a little earlier. We were yeah. we were dropping some fortified cotton seed off, <laughs> and I had to bush hog a little little spot there, and it sounded good. Didn't I it? always get behind the building when he cranks it up, <laughs> or stay in the truck till he's uh, moving. One thing about it, your slip cuts works because you keep it in check on that thing, don't you? Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I like both though, but I love I love. You know, we got some nice joys. You know, I don't, Gavin does. My son does most of it now, and he likes it. But I like edging and weed eating yeah. and all that stuff, too. Yeah, I like it, Yeah, too but you got, good. like, a half acre of grass. I got, like, four acres of grass. Right. <laughs> and my wife's like, are you still trying to grow more grass? I'm like... <laughs> He's like, I got to have par three out that's here. That's right. <laughs> when I was a kid, I actually mowed... My parents' front, we had a pretty good sized front yard, and I actually mowed it like a football field or a baseball I field. I really did the lines and stuff. Oh, I strapped it, and every That's now awesome. and then I'd mow. I'd literally, this is crazy, but back then I'd even mow one one level, and then on the next one back, I'd either drop it just a hair or a Just so it had some Just variation. so it had some kind of texture to it. I got a little carried away. <laughs> now that looked like crap after it started oh, yeah. growing. Yeah. <laughs> about after about a week, my dad's like, what did you do to the yard? I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Just I was just kind of getting creative out there. That's what I do. <laughs> oh, that's bad. <laughs> I, that's I, wouldn't, I, I couldn't let you mow my yard. I get mad when you see a line hanging because oh, you know, yeah. my yard's not level yet, so you'll mow and you'll be like, scalp on this oh, one side. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. My wife, uh, my son Jaden mowed the other day. He was all excited. Dad, I'll mow. I was like, okay, that's fine. Aaron's like, be careful because he'll get mad at you if it's not right the yeah. way he does it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it'll be all right. You it know? wasn't, was it? Uh, I told him he needed to go back over a few places. But. Oh, there's a lot of life lessons you can teach him taking oh, care yeah. of a yard, man. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had them with my son. and I mean, we're cutting weeds at our house, but, I mean, yeah. it's still green and it looks decent. So. That's what everybody's what telling us the other day. You know, why don't you poison your yard? I said, because if I did, I wouldn't have nothing but dirt. <laughs> It'd be like Cause 80% it's, weeds. It's a little bit of Bermuda and a lot of weeds. <laughs> yeah. If you keep hey. the weeds cut low, they look great. Yeah. It's green, right? Mm -hmm. That's funny. <laughs> What's some other ways y'all disconnect? For me, I think we've already all said this. Like it's hard to disconnect because you go from one thing that you love doing to another thing that you when like. Your doing. work's kind of your hobby too. Yeah, you know, like there's always something that you could do. Like we remodel the houses that we live in, and so at the front end of that, I love it. At the the back end of it, I'm like, this sucks real bad. Right. You know, 
And so it's hard. But for me, the thing that I do, I think that helps me disconnect is to do fun stuff with my kids. Like we go fishing. Oh, yeah. You know, right now we're in the process of a, a boat remodel. Um, and so we're working on that. And then um, I like to go places with my wife. Yeah. Uh, you know, my wife and kids, but particularly my wife alone, just because my kids will be growing out of the house someday and uh, I'm going to live with her. Yeah. And, you know, so those are things that I do to disconnect. And um, I, I really value that. Yeah. Good no, stuff. that's good stuff. I like painting fish and lures. You got more hobbies than anybody I know. <laughs> I don't really have that many. I mean, I just start them, and I started the fishing lure deal not too long ago. I'm enjoying that. I like do it turning wood, turning wood, but I I ain't done that in a while. But I need to excavating. I like excavating. <laughs> I like bush hogging. You gotta you go out on the boat. Every I once like fishing. There you go. So you got a lot. Well, I mean, you got expensive hobbies. <laughs> My ain't. wife would say all man hobbies are expensive. That's true. There ain't nothing more expensive than deer hunting. Not the way we do it anyway, it seems like. Bass fishing. I mean, bass fishing is too. You don't have to buy a (laughs) $60,000 boat to deer hunt. Uh, Well, but. Hey, Aaron, you missed it the other day. I pulled up and B was out here with his, was Skeeter, is that what he's got? No, he's He's got got Triton. 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 He pulled up with his, or he was in front of me with his Triton. I pulled up behind him and I had my John boat. Hey. In the back of my truck. <laughs> he said he pulled up and what'd you say? I said, same passion, different budget. <laughs> different look or something. Yeah, different look. That's what it was. was hey, we got a deck on our John boat now with the trolling motor. I'm looking for a trailer now. We're going to be legit. Cody, the producer, man, he'll produce his own trailer, though. He'll just build one. I think I found one this morning. Did you? Mm hmm. Ah, yeah, you know, on Craigslist or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's one that you can modify to the size of your boat. Oh, there you go. Problem solving, ain't you? Yeah. You know, when my uncle, uh, George, he's 80, I guess 83 now, but he was the one that got me into hunting and fishing, and my cousin Donald, it's his son, but, you know, I remember the day we was in a... 1436 flat bottom i grew up trout fishing on the white river you know and of course we were just drifting with corn throwing a mep spinner and today if i ever even thought about getting in a 1436 i'd feel like i was in a canoe you know because you're just like wobbling yeah. around because you know, i still my first boat that i bought for me personally i was 18 year old i bought a 1648 with 25 horse man i thought i was uptown you know <laughs> we're in a 1242 with five people oh my gosh you're gonna <laughs> die <laughs> dude the other day we got we put the deck on it and Jaden was up there in a lawn chair we, we don't have any boat chairs on it yet or anything and he was in this big old lawn chair up on the front of the boat running the trolling motor and yeah. Jet and Jack were sitting on the deck below him <laughs> and then I was in the back with Maxon and we were all trying to move around it's like let me get up there and fish a little bit so Jaden's on one well, I mean, we were like oh, it was pretty funny <laughs> so you, you're talking about that I hear you a funny small boat story back when I used to duck kind of a lot we had to we used to hunt down in Ambigan. We had a little called the Little Horseshoe, and um, it, it got low, so we couldn't launch our bigger boat. So my buddy's like, "Hey, I got a little little John boat. We'll go." Well, none of us are under two hundred pounds. Every one of our guys was, you know, two thirty plus. So they out of the back of the truck. I'm like, "Dude, that's like a canoe." We can't all four get in this thing, and they got a little nine nine on the back. So, oh yeah! So Rand, Randy and Zach take off, and I was like, "We're gonna walk as far as we can around this horseshoe, and you, when y'all come back, we'll we'll go." 
well, when he comes back, I was like, just take one at a time. Of course, uh, Randy's like, assists we all get in. So I climb in the middle, and my buddy Andy, which he was, he's probably three. So he got how many people? It's three big boys in this boat. And I get in, and Andy's trying, he drops his mag light under the water. And of course, Randy's cussing at him because he's trying to reach his mag light. And it's, it's like a two and a half foot, and he can't <laughs> reach it, you know. And he finally gets in the boat. You know the, the tubing at the top? Yeah. Yeah. That's where the water was. At the tubing. <laughs> at the tubing. And Andy was shaking. And I hit him in the back of the head. I was like, wham. I said, if you turn this boat over, I'm going to drown your ass right here. That's what I told him. <laughs> I was just like, be still. Holy cow. So when we was loading up and leaving, and, and Randy's like, let's go. all get in the boat. And I was like, dude, I'll swim before I get back in that freaking boat with y'all. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to wait for all y'all to get back. That's it took us an fun. hour to get out of there, but I wouldn't get back. And I mean, it was it was a dumb thing, you know. You think about the crap you do, but I did. I thought I was dying that day because it was deep. The water wasn't. Once you got out in the middle, it was over our head. And you're in waders. Oh yeah, you're but, gone. Yeah. So oh yeah, I don't get back in them little boats, Cody. So if <laughs> I ever come down to go fishing, we're gonna take the old the old ranger up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to, you don't need to go when October rolls around in fish or school and you don't need to get out there five of y'all in that thing. Oh, we ain't doing that. Somebody will be hooked. Oh yeah. Mm. It's pretty tough as it is. I'm <laughs> like, sure. I tell them you gotta take you turns might, casting. You might a cane pole fish. Yeah. Just keep it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Cody and them look like that. What's that called? Spider rigging or <laughs> crappie fishing? Yeah. Cody looks like they're spider rigging out there. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody's nope. Five rods out, cane pulling. Oh, it's fun, man. Oh, yeah. It's getting kids out like that. You know, I don't do a ton of hunting anymore. Um, I mean, I still, I still love to hunt, but I don't. And everybody thinks I'm crazy. Oh, you just hate to hunt. No, I don't hate to hunt. Uh, my daughter loves to hunt, so I try to take her. But if I climb up in a bow stand today, I think it's just because, and this is the reason I guess I don't hunt as much, um, most of my properties are zero cell service, which actually is great. But if you go and say, I'm going to go hunt till noon one day, when I'm in a deer stand, all I think about is what possibly is going on, that yeah. I, you know, and I don't disconnect, yeah. Yeah. you know, and so therefore hunting is almost felt like it either takes away from work or it is work for me yeah and uh that's where fishing i go you're actually doing something yeah i'm thinking about the next cast what am i you know changing the lure out and you you know you got to focus on like you know on saturday night those fish were not biting and we were fishing deep because he was not fishing so i was catching my fish out of 30 foot of water and you just pick up and you're like yeah it's fish and you set the hook you know yeah and that's where everybody's like oh you just don't enjoy hunting no more no i mean i i go to set in a deer stand all i do is think about work yeah and it's just not a release to me like it used to be so on weekends with my daughter that's what i prefer to do now or take my wife yeah um which she says i abandoned her since my kids got up to <laughs> hunt, but and i haven't i haven't taken her hunting in a long time because you know my yeah. daughter comes first i only got so many years to spend with her yeah and while she's young so Yep. And when it comes to hunting, and that's just kind of where your wife probably ain't beating your door down to go hunting, though, is she? She actually does like to hunt. Does um, she? she does, um, but she uh, she doesn't like hunting as much as my daughter because, like, you know, now my daughter's older, we do a little more walking. But used to in the day, you know, when rifle season in, I'm a I like to slip through and hunt, keep the wind in my face, and do a little bit of rattling. My wife just thinks she she says we're going on a uh, what's a 
Lois and Lewis and Clark Adventures or something, <laughs> you know, because my deer lease is very rugged. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, no, this is just how I like to hunt. If I don't have a deer on, I'm just like slip around. I was like, it's yeah. a rut. You never know what you're gonna see. Yeah, and um, you like you you pretty much have to be doing something. Is what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting's not good for him. Yeah, uh, that's, that's why what... I love fishing. I love duck hunting. Duck hunting's one. Of, I hadn't done duck hunting years because we lost our place. You know, we lost the Amigan lease and we lost all that. And because it was when the ducks aren't around, we're all laughing, talking, making fun of each other. Oh, yeah. And when the ducks so are sure. there, you're calling. Yeah. yeah it, to me, I like to be around my buddies. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of my deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's everybody's like, you know, if I don't have a friend to go fishing with, I don't normally go fishing. That's a little bit the way hunting has been for us the last 10 years. I can count on one hand how many times I've sit in a tree by myself in the last 10 years because yeah. we've been filming. It's almost like a social deal for us, too. Yeah. Because we're whispering and talking almost the whole time. We're yeah. out there, you know, about something. <laughs> and, uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Matt last week. He was Whenever he was in Kansas filming with Mark, they had, he had some elk show up on his Kansas ground. So Matt went, and they hunted 50-something hours in five days. And uh, he, he texted me, and he was like, when you've been sitting for 10 hours, him and Mark were sitting there. And I was like, well, you're not talking? He was like, yeah, but... After about eight hours, you run out of things to talk about. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. I couldn't do that. It's tough. I've done it a few times, and it is tough. You, you get to, you start, it's kind of, you break it, I break it down in sections. Like, you're looking forward to lunch because you had a little sandwich packed or something. Yeah. And then, after, after, of course, after I eat, I'm ready to take a nap anyway. But then it's like, three o'clock's never going to get here. And then, that's what bear hunting, even in Arkansas, when I used to bear hunt here quite a bit. You know, time hadn't changed yet at early season, and I, and I would never go in until about 9 o'clock because by my game cameras, there's usually bears in there early. So I'd go in at 9 o'clock, and I didn't come out of a tree till probably 8, 30. That's what I was trying to tell it's my buddies. It's brutal. That's what I was telling my buddies. If you're going to kill a bear in Arkansas, you, gotta, you can't because I was the same way. I did not go to mine that year. I killed mine, and um, I didn't go into my stand till 10 o'clock. Yeah, because I was busting stuff, getting into it, mm-hmm. yeah. and then You're I busting. didn't come out to dark, and it's brutal. Five days I sat there. Yep, I was about ready to give up. Yep, you know they, they will come back. They just when the makers fall, they drop them yep. bait sites, but they'll come back to it eventually. Mm-hmm. Five or six days usually. Oh yeah, I sat there five days, and then it's I heard brutal. it. Brutal. That was that last day, and like you said, you've been there all day, and. I have zero cell service. Not like I can't yeah. search the internet or do nothing. And you know, I'm not a. I don't play games. I don't even have any games on my phone. So it's just twiddling your thumbs, you know. <laughs> and then I heard that squirrel bust off, and I, I literally was about to get down, and it was right at dark, and then there he was. Yep. <laughs> and the, there ain't nothing like it when a bear comes in. Dude, oh, I want to hunt a bear so bad. I still disconnect pretty good in the woods. I mean, I, I feel like I got a lot to do still, and I always do, but. I don't know. I still there's something to me about making yourself be still. Yeah. And just just call it meditation, whatever you need to call oh, yeah. it. That's healthy for me. Yeah. Me and the good Lord have a lot of conversations. Oh yeah. Tree. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's tree. that's my favorite place to be is just out. Even if it's not in a tree, just go outside in the woods. Yeah. You know, it's quiet. Even though it might not be quiet, there's just there's something about oh, hearing. Yeah. The sounds of nature, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, you watch the beautiful sunrises and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I still like the uh, prep for season more oh, than I, I do, do the hunting. I'm getting that way. 
just food uh, plots and yeah because i'm always doing it some me and zach are always going out yeah you know it's so funny we always go and you know you're always battling wasp and in the past i'm like you dealing with them things and then you know i got stung the other day and had to get rushed to zach's house because he had an EpiPen. and he's like he's like dude i'll never question you when you don't want to jack a wasp no more <laughs> i was like yeah you mean you didn't carry the EpiPen with you yeah Aaron I didn't, about died I, the I, other day. I didn't i couldn't find it i thought it was in my jeep uh, and uh, I don't panic much in life, but I panicked that day. I bet. He did. And he called me. And he's like, hey, I ain't scared about too much. He said, but I was scared. <laughs> Luckily, it was a good Lord. My son, my wife, and kids were on vacation, and I couldn't t- go with them. And he had to come home for some reason. I don't remember what he was home for, but he was in his room, and I went in. Because I dropped my phone where I got stung. So I, and you I don't swelled have up, throat closing? Oh, yeah. I went in, and I was like, Ethan, give me your phone. He's like, Dad, your eyes. I was like, give me your phone. I, could, I was struggling to see, struggling to talk, but I'm great with numbers. I hadn't dialed Zach's number in 10 years. I mean, I, but I just remembered it. I remembered it because I've always been great with numbers. I called it and called him six times. He didn't even answer till the sixth time, and he didn't even know who it was at first because he couldn't understand me. Really? And I was like, and finally, he's like, is this Aaron? I'm like, yes, I got stung by a wasp. I'm on my way to your house. Are you home? He's like, yep, I got EpiPen ready for you, <laughs> you know. Wow. And, but he had Benadryl, and I didn't progress by the time I got. And, uh, oh, yeah, my son, I got in the truck with him, and he was panicking. I give him my keys, and I said, go to Zach's house. <laughs> he hauls butt out of the driveway. I was like, dude, two of us don't need to die today. <laughs> <laughs> Keep one of us alive. Yeah. That's so, funny. I mean, it wasn't at the time, I'm sure, but... Now, I made that 150-yard dash and the fastest man on the planet that day. I mean, because when it stung me, I knew. I mean, it hit me up by the face. So, How far were you from Zach's house? I'm about 10 minutes from his house. Maybe not that long. Here's what. Here's what. Am I still hooked up, my phone? Oh, yeah. This is, I'm just, I ain't played this yet, but. Oh, there's dead gum ad. Oh, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels ad. There you go, Aaron. That's Hold crap. on. This is what. Real we don't drink Jack Daniels. There you go. Junk. This is here's where. This is what happened to Aaron. He thought. Well, wait to this YouTube commercial. Here we go. Tell me when. They give me my money. No. I said no. No, I want my money. I said, I said no. I'm not get out of here. Oh, it's the worst one. This is the big one. The big one. Remember Sanford and Son? Yeah. That's about what I sounded like, too. I told Aaron, when he told me he got stuck, I said, he's like old Sanford and Son. It's the big one. I'm coming to see you, Elizabeth. (laughs) Yeah, Zach. I got to Zach's. He gave me Benadryl right away because Zach's daughter has peanut allergies. And uh, he's like, I was really looking forward to stabbing this needle in your leg. That's what Zach said. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, I like disconnecting every once in a while when I can. It's tough. Yeah. I think it's obviously, and maybe that's a good good, uh, good thought there to, you know, because there's a lot of people that can, dis- can disconnect from work real easy. Yeah. And if you can and want to, I mean, maybe that's the thing is if you want to disconnect from work, that may be a good sign. You're probably not living your passion. Yeah. That, yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't mean you're in a bad place. You got to do what you got to do until you can get to a place where you leave. I think that's a bit hardest part for people is 
and even when we're talking about this kind of stuff because you never want to make people feel bad because they're having to work a career take care of their family or whatever even if they don't like their career right but i really do believe you can you can if there's a will there's you know a way the whole saying that you can get to where you want to be eventually living your passion but you gotta you gotta be intentional yeah. put some mm-hmm. make the right connections and start going down that path and i think something that people also do that maybe you're not living your passion today and you're in a career let's just let's just call it a career because it's a career if it's not your passion in my opinion i don't consider this my career this is what i love to do right now do i love it every day no but that's just how work is in general but what really frustrates me is those people that never see the positive in what they do. It's always negative. Right. You're, you're going to be miserable no matter what you do. So if you're in a career that provides for your family, find the positive in that. Yeah. Find the thing in that job that you can love or be great at. Yeah. You know, and, and make the best opportunity of what you have because not everybody can make a living. I mean, it's no different to me, you know, playing guitar. I hadn't played in over a year, picked it up, forgot how much I felt by playing. But I realized at a young age that I wasn't going to make no living playing guitar. Yeah. So, I mean... I started working and I didn't, I didn't just fall my, you know, how I got in the hunting industry was not, you know, it was an accident. I was framing houses and I loved framing houses because I've always tried to find the good in everything I do. Mm -hmm. If you're negative about everything, I mean, we all know those people that it's their negative Nancy's and they're the, you know, I'm, I'm not an eternal optimist. I mean, I'm pretty real about stuff, but you know, that, that's the thing about living your passion is, maybe you have to have a career but when you come home what's your passion you know what's your passion in your yard is your that you know maybe you can't live your passion but when you're in a career you know that's what i tell my wife my wife she's a counselor she she loves what she does today there's a lot of negatives yeah but she focuses on the good because i mean she deals with some crappy people yeah um bad parents you know it ain't the kids it's always the parents yeah and um Ain't but, hardly got a chance. No. So, yeah. but she tries to find the good in her job. I mean, and and that's what you have to do. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. Well, there's definitely. I mean, obviously, there's definitely. I don't know if you call it a career passion or 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 what, but there's hobby passions mm-hmm. that were never meant to make make a living for you, which we all have. Um, Mine's being a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't, I ain't. One of these days, I'm not a, I'm happening. A, I'm old, you want to roll baby. like a soul shaker. Soul shaker. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that one more time? You want to roll like a soul shaker. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff, man. <laughs> the many voices of Heath Graham. I got a few. It's funny, you know, back when we was doing Big and Jay commercials years ago, I had, I don't know if I've ever told this on a podcast, but we were working, this was before we were doing all the marketing, but... One of the firms you guys were working with, I had to do the dead gum voiceover live on a phone in front of a whole listening audience at some marketing firm, and they'd stop me and they'd be like, "No, we need a little more southern accent on that." Can I'm you like, give what? us a little more southern, Heath? I'm trying to think what that commercial was. You can go back. And oh, I remembered it was it's, the animated commercial. Yeah, yeah, it was that full blown animated. Big and J, Long Big Ranger Tractors. I was like, "It's the dumbest thing I ever done." <laughs> Big and J. I'm like, "This is so dumb." I'm not. I hated it for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he said, but I you, you're asking a southern guy to be more southern? Yeah, like, we need so you why didn't they just have southern? me be the voice? <laughs> no kidding. Well, they were trying to target that southern audience, I guess. But, yeah. I mean, I thought we were pretty southern anyway. I mean, that's, this <laughs> could have had B done it. Like I, yeah, B could have yeah. really done it. B's got it. He could have done it. I think I'm, I'm probably not as southern as I used to be just because now now you get it north and they think I'm real. They're just like talk. Yeah. Just talk. We want to yeah. hear you talk. 
but when you do a lot of voiceover work you have you naturally start gravitating away from that southern yeah. accent a little bit because you have to to yeah. a certain degree you gotta teach me how to do it because i ain't figured it out yet i've tried to i got better whenever i was living in ohio just because i was around people who didn't talk yeah. southern but it was still there i tell you who takes on accents well jeremy atkins oh yeah he goes to canada for three days he comes like hey hey i'm like dude you're, you're not canadian and he goes to freaking jeremy texas atkins. And he starts saying y'all and all that oh yeah i'm like jeremy is uh the initial founder of big and jake in case you're wondering who he's talking about but yeah he can take he can he's, turn it on he's easily influenced <laughs> A million uh, oh that's good stuff man well any other thoughts on disconnecting when you're living your passion? I think you guys have nailed it. Yeah, I think I mean, be intentional. I think be intentional and maybe set some boundaries early on. Yeah, you know, like things that you we, and we say that about everything. You know, you got to go in knowing what you're going to do and what you can't do. And yeah, and I, and for those guys, because we all know them, and there's guys that love to hunt. You know, not all of us can be Mark Heck that can afford to do it like that. But there's guys that. Right. hunt every weekend or i mean and then they don't understand why their wife's pissed off at them they've you, been working all week and then they're gone yeah. all weekend so every weekend. you know i i got buddies that be like i come home they're like hey you gonna hunt we going you going this weekend no nah, I'm, I'm gonna stay around the house and they're like man you'll never do anything well what they don't realize i have to balance my career and my home oh, life. Yeah. yeah so not that i don't love hunting and i think that's where people also can let their passion get in the way of of, of their oh, yeah. home life i mean yeah, somebody will choose that over there i see these memes about deer hunting and their why i'm like yeah but you're 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 gonna be divorced over a white-tailed deer seriously <laughs> yeah i mean there are some people like that there are There's i mean no doubt. i am not gonna lose everything i've worked for for a deer i mean and so that there's also balance you know uh, you not not just um getting away from your you know that your passion is it's balancing that home life with that yeah and, and that's where people people struggle. Yep. There's no doubt. Good stuff, Aaron. Good having you down today. We'll see you again next time you're down, whenever that is. Yeah. Probably sooner than later. Probably is. You uh maybe the next time we can pick back up on that calculated risk uh podcast oh, yeah. we did yeah. a couple we'll, weeks we ago. Can pick back up on that down the road. There's there's lots of layers to that. We ain't got it all figured out, but it's fun navigating through all those decisions and stuff as a team, though, and, you know, trying to come up with what makes the most sense yeah. when you're taking risk and all that. A lot of fun. So, man, this has been good. I guess we're going to wrap this thing up. And our next stop's going to be the full draw film tour. It's coming through Arkansas. We're going to be doing a podcast from there. and It's going to be fun. I didn't get to go last yeah, you year. Hadn't got to be, you hadn't been. It's a lot of yeah. fun. A lot of good films and a lot get, of good people. I get to finish my vacation this week. Isn't that sad? I'm on vacation down here with you. Yeah, working. Working. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here talking about disconnecting, and Aaron takes vacation and comes down here and works. We ain't, uh, it ain't all been work. We went and looked at sweet gum trees and did Aaron, a lot of soul searching. Soul searching. Aaron's giving me a class on trees and lumber. And <laughs> yeah, they called me last night, man. You guys were deep. <laughs> these guys are deep man i was bleeding all over the place last night oh lord he's I like thought... that's gross <laughs> yeah, i was like dude what is wrong with you i had some hunter specialties what field wipes in my truck and i was like here grab some wipes dude <laughs> i'm on the phone do i need to come help you guys i'm gonna bring a band-aid or something you look like a stuck hog over there boy 
He said, it's running down my chest. <laughs> Man, I had my finger like this, and it was going around my finger. It was bad. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen a bunch of red cinnabar hair with blood all around it? It's freaking nasty, dude. <laughs> I don't. I've not seen that, but I did get a picture yesterday of cinnabar with this shirt. But oh, yeah. oh, you missed four it, buttons down. Oh, he was he was Cadillac. Dude, I was down for... to the wife beater when we was fixing to unload that stuff. Had my hat around backwards, and I was in my wife beater, and I was like, he looks like a dead gum red. You know, you know, cinnabar, a real cinnabar. He had that wife beater on. We was fixing to unload that cotton seed. <laughs> He's fixing to help me, and he, he looked rough. That's I was so like, fun. if somebody slips on our property right now, they might shoot you. They're gonna no, they're gonna turn around and leave. Quick. They're gonna be like, <laughs> this dude's running meth back here. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't skinny enough for that. <laughs> I'm the kingpin. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, it's been good, fellas. We're going to shut her down. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show today. Until next time, I am Jay Heath Graham, and you are who? Cody, the producer, man. You want to close us out today, Aaron? I'm not the closer. <laughs> you got it, man. All right, till next time. Peace out, and God bless. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Listen, if you're enjoying what you're hearing here on the podcast, do us a favor, a huge favor. Go online, go to iTunes, jump on your podcast app, and give us a review. This is why it's important. All throughout the year this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, T-shirts, things from our sponsors. And the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis, and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff, and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family, and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 Podcast.